Hello friends and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to share that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day. And we're so glad you joined us here for the conversation. Our study of 3 John is focusing on the theme, No Greater Joy. Now let's join Kurt for today's episode. And welcome back friends to yet another episode of Everyday Truth. Uh, this episode is brought to you by, that sounds pretty salesman-ish, uh, Okinawa, my Okinawa coffee mug. Okinawa, Japan, given to me by my dear friends whom I miss very dearly, the Yost family. Hope they're hope you're listening uh, today or at least uh, to the recording sometime in the future. We're in the book of 3 John and we're talking about this relationship that the Apostle John, who is still alive at this point, an old man, matter of fact, the Bible calls him here the elder, is writing a letter to a man by the name of Gaius. Now, there are several men in the Bible that go by that name. It was a common name, so we, we don't try to surmise who that might have been. Uh, but we do know from the internal evidence of this epistle that he was a godly man, a man who loved the Word of God, a man whose testimony shined because even people in his absence would talk about just the great commitment he had to the truth. He was known as a person that walked in truth. And that's the message that got back to John that brought John such great joy. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. But John also has some advice for Gaius because Gaius uh, perhaps has grown a bit discouraged as we shall see in future episodes. Uh, there are others that don't have the shining testimony that Gaius has. Uh, there are even people within the context of his local church that are not intent upon serving others and don't like him or people like him. And so there, there is some controversy to be dealt with and John is going to encourage him uh, to continue on in good and godly behavior. And too often we miss that when it comes to mentorship, when it comes to parenting, uh, even to pastoring. We, we miss that people not only need a timely rebuke, but they also need ongoing encouragement to say, hey, you're still going the right way. You're still doing the right thing. Hey, keep on doing what you're doing here. And that's what's happening here in the book of 3 John, verses 5 through 8. So I don't know that we'll get through all the verses today, but look at 3 John, verse number 5, where the apostle says, Beloved, thou doest faithfully. So, Anytime you see the word thou in the Old English, you know that uh, he's speaking to an individual person. It's always singular. So he's speaking still to Gaius, and he says, Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers. So, hey, uh, Gaius, what you're doing, keep on doing it. You're doing right. Good job. Well done. Doesn't that sound like the words of Jesus? Hey, well done. It's good to acknowledge right behavior. It's good to acknowledge good attitudes or obedience. And that's what, uh, that's what John is doing here. Matter of fact, uh, Paul even said in Romans chapter 13 that one of the jobs of good government is not only to do justice to the evildoer, to take care of the wrongdoer, but also to praise that which is good. 
I think sometimes we forget that as leaders, maybe as a pastor, as a parent, as a teacher. Sometimes we forget that part of our job is to use our influence, our leadership to encourage. And that's what John is doing here. So what you've been doing, Gaius, to the brethren, so that would be to other believers and to strangers, you've been doing it faithfully. So I guess the question would be, who are the brethren and who are the strangers? Well, a, a, the brethren in the Bible here in this context means other believers. And remember, the immediate context is the brethren that have come through and have perhaps stayed in Gaius' home as an itinerant preacher. And these brethren that have moved on down the trail now have ended up where John is and have told John, hey, that guy Gaius, he's, he's the real deal. He helped us. He cared for us. He walks in truth. So I just want to tell you, Gaius, that what you've been doing faithfully, I mean, this is not just a flash in the pan piece of behavior in your life, but this is the way that you are. It's great. It's great. Keep on keeping on, Gaius, in the way that you're treating these fellow believers, especially these teachers and preachers that are coming through. But then he says, and to strangers. A stranger here means somebody whom Gaius would not have known before. Uh, somebody that you don't know. Even today, we talk about a stranger, a stranger being somebody you don't know. Not, not a strange person in that sense, but a stranger. And the Bible places such a high premium on having the right spirit toward people that you don't know. Remember, even when the children of Israel were leaving Egypt, uh, there was a mixed multitude that went with them, people that weren't uh, Jews, people that just wanted to escape Egypt, uh, wanted to go along with them, probably even some Egyptians among them that were strangers to the nation of Israel, but God says, I want you to accept them. And insofar that uh, they are willing to incorporate themselves within, let's accept them and treat them as our equals. Uh, there is a love for strangers. Do you know that there is a Bible word for that, that whole concept of loving strangers? And the Bible word for that is the word hospitality. It's the word philoxenos. So philo is a prefix used related to love, like phileo, love. And then xenos, X-E-N-O-S would be the way we'd say it in English, uh, stranger. So philoxenos is a love for strangers. So it's a predisposition to be kind, to love, to welcome, to extend hospitality to people whom you don't even know. Think about what the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, where it says, be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unaware. So the idea of entertaining strangers in Hebrews chapter 13 is the, is the word translated phylloxenos, the word translated hospitality in other places. Uh, the Bible says a pastor, a bishop, 1 Timothy chapter 3, is supposed to be a lover of hospitality. So certainly in your leadership capacity, whatever that may be, that's a, an opportunity for you to extend love and grace to people that perhaps you, you don't even know. And that was... Gaius. Now understand in the first century how important that was. It's still very important today, obviously. 
But back in the first century, these itinerant preachers, there was no Motel 6. Uh, you know, there was no reward program down at the local Marriott. If they were going to make it on their journey, if they were going to continue on as itinerant preachers, they were going to have to be reliant upon the hospitality of people whom they didn't know that they might know, hey, this is a believer. I don't know him, but he's going to care for me. The way that Ananias cared for Saul after he was saved, Paul, after he got saved there in Acts chapter 9. The same way that Jesus commended hospitality when he sent out the 70 or, or sent out the 12 earlier up in Galilee. So hospitality was huge in Middle Eastern custom, and it ought to be huge in the heart of every Bible-believing Christian. Now look at verse number six, where the Bible says, which have borne witness of thy charity. Okay, so who? Who has borne witness to his charity before the church? Okay, the brethren and strangers. So it's really a repeat of what John said back in verses three and four. And that is, there are these people, brethren, unknown to Gaius, just kind of, they don't know him from Adam, but they know that he knows that they're a visiting preacher, they love the Lord, they're teaching the gospel, and he cares for them. He feeds them, he houses them. And John said, great job, Gaius. And these people that have been blessed by you have made their way to us, and they're testifying before the congregation about your about your obedience, about your charity. And that's the word, your love. Your love is evidenced. So back in verse four, what was evidenced by uh, Gaius's faithfulness? The truth. Well, we know that you're walking in truth, but now what's evidenced in verse five? Your love. See how that goes together? We've talked about this now for the last few episodes. You can't love somebody without walking according to the truth. Because the best way to love somebody is to treat them the way the Bible says to treat them. And you can't walk in truth without, without loving people. Because if we keep his commandments, we love him. And so keeping God's commandments and loving people are not mutually exclusive. They are one and the same. They're symbiotic. They go together. So, wow, what a, what a, what a great way to wrap this together. Look at verse number uh, six again. So they've borne witness of thy charity before the church whom, so these same people, the brethren, the strangers, whom if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well. In other words, these people that are testifying, hey, they're coming back your way. And if you'll continue to bless them, if you'll continue to bring them forward on their journey in a godly way, uh, you're doing well. This is good for you to do. This is a commendable way for you to live. And that is to be looking to be a blessing to people, especially people that have a desire to serve God. Bring them forward on their journey. You know, God gifts us all in different ways. So for instance, and he calls us to do different things. So for instance, these itinerant preachers, these brethren, uh, these strangers to Gaius, uh, their calling was to leave home and leave kindred and leave the safety of their neighborhoods to go to other places to preach the gospel. And wow, that's, that takes great faith. And yet some people are not called to go. Some people have nice homes and they have steady jobs and they live within the confines of their community. But what can they do? Well, the Bible says here, Gaius, what he was doing is, is using his home, using his stuff, using his resources 
to bless these people that were coming along the way. And John, John said, boy, that's a great thing. You're, what you're actually doing is you're bringing them forward on their journey. You're allow, you're providing for them in such a way that now you become the staging ground for the next place. They've come to you. You've refreshed them. You've given them rest. You've given them resources. You've supplied perhaps some financial resources. You've given them food. You've given them maybe a little care package like Philip, the people of Philippi did for Paul on his way to Thessalonica. And now they're on their way. That is a good thing to do. Well, we can do that with people in our church. We could do that with, uh, with our missionaries. There's a number of ways. God doesn't call everyone to be on the move. You know, I'm on the move all the time, but I, I have a weird life. Uh, God doesn't call everyone to do what I do. But you know what God does call people to do? Love people with, with the gifts, callings, and resources that God has given you. So whatever God has given you, use those gifts, those callings, those resources to bless the people whom God providentially brings into your life and just watch how God blesses your life because of that. Well done, said John to Gaius. Well done. That's what I want to hear, and I know you do too, from Jesus one day. So I hope that helps today. We'll jump into verse number seven, I think, tomorrow. Until then, or next episode, I should say. Until then, God bless, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.